Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. 21 years after an upstate New York college student vanishes seemingly without a trace, a new iHeartRadio original podcast sheds new light on the disappearance of Suzanne Lyle. I'm Phoebe LaFave, and this is Upstate Unsolved. Listen on the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you get podcasts. Do you do the same thing over and over and over and over again at the risk of looking like you're nuts? <laughs> now, you know me. I'm a routine guy, Ed. You know, I, I got my same breakfast I eat every morning, and I wear relatively the same thing every day. But how about this couple here in Wichita? Yes. Meet the Watsons of Wichita. The Watsons of Wichita. Ron and Diane, since 2004... Uh, they go to their local roadhouse, and if you go there between 3 and 5, there's certain deals you get. and that's You sort get of the early thing. bird deal, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and since 2005, they've been ordering essentially the same thing every day, every year. <laughs> Six days a week. Yes. And the only reason they don't go on the seventh day is because on whatever, I, whatever it is, Saturday or Sunday, uh, the lady gets off work too late, so when she gets off, the roadhouse is too busy by then. It's too busy. You don't want it. Now, wait a minute. If I'm the manager of this Texas roadhouse, they sit in the same booth every day they come in, eat the same thing. Now they're making national news. Aren't you on the day when you're so crowded? Hey, you can't sit there. The Watsons are going to be here anytime. Yes, I would have a sorry about your yeah. luck. It's like when uh, you know Al Capone came into his. I, I, no one was sitting in his seat, right? I would I would reserve a seat for Ron and Diane, but she is. And uh, every time she goes, she orders a a uh, meal called the Roadkill, yeah. which is a 10-ounce uh, chopped steak, uh, sautéed onions, sautéed mushrooms, and jack cheese. Her two sides are a salad and a potato, baked potato with no salt. Um, and she also gets a uh, amber ale by Wichita Brewing as her drink. Ron almost always gets the barbecue chicken breast. But occasion, when he's feeling just absolutely rebellious, <laughs> he'll get the pork chops. So, I mean, do you have anything like this? Do you have any, like, like routines or rituals or things that you just do all the time or have to do or you're, like, weirded out? No, not so much. I kind of – I've told you this before. I don't know what, you, what you'd call it. Um, uh, I'm, dist- I'm easily distracted. If something's out of place, what do you call that? If something's out of place, it drives you nuts until you can get it where you think it should be. Yeah, OCD. OCD, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit that way. There will be times where we'll be – and it drives my wife nuts. I mean, I'm not like Rain Manny about it. Okay, but if we go into a restaurant, I make everything on the table exactly where I want it to be. So, salt and pepper shaker are yes, over here. The menus are over there. there. The ketchup's over yeah, there. Yeah, that flour's got to go against the wall or whatever's on the table. Really? Yeah. I've yeah, worked yeah. with you all this time. I never knew that. I'm yeah, totally gonna start. You, oh, you've never noticed me on this table? See, I'm looking at Rocky. Rocky yeah. is to my left, and I look at him. There's a table over here with uh, just random crap on it, basically. Yeah. But if there's something that's sitting there that I don't think should be there, 
You've never noticed me reaching over there and moving it out of the way? I've thrown stuff away before. No, but this is talking. the best day ever because I'm totally going to screw with you every <laughs> exactly. day now. I'm an idiot. I'm going to put like a stuffed animal, like unicorn there or something, and the next day it'll be something else just to see you flip out live on air. It'd be great for ratings. Everybody wins. I'd be sweating and crying over here, man. But no, just tiny stuff like that. But as far as just a... I have to do what every time. When I go to a certain restaurants, I'll get the same thing every time. But I mean, I don't seek it out. Right. Well, sense? you're not going there six days. No, a week. no, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, what about you? Now I know you have some stuff. Well, like I said, you know, I do the same breakfast. Days. I well, I do, you know, do four hard boiled eggs, my uh, non fat or whatever the Greek uh, plain Greek yogurt, put some blueberries in it, and that's it. That's my breakfast. Every Sounds morning. like you cut back. Seems like to me you used to eat like a half a dozen. No, th- that, that's just went with the help of Liz Bonus. That that was like an urban legend that grew up. So no, it's four, four, four eggs, <laughs> hard boiled eggs. eggs is what I do, okay. and I and I like that because I, I know it's it's good for me, and I don't have to think about it. It's like one less decision I make, you know, and that way I can just there's and, oh I have a coffee with it too. So other than that, those three things, and that's it. Um, What's well, a Dave Cahuddy down the hall? He wears like the same thing. He wears like a black shirt and like jeans every single day. Yeah, you know that that kind of makes it easy on you, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. like a, an old like uh, Einstein did it. Steve Jobs did it. He always wore the black. Steve Jobs always wore the black sweater and jeans because he said it's one less decision I have to make, one less thing I have to put thought well, into during hey, the look, course of a day. If you're spazzing out over what you're going to wear today, come on, man, just pick something up. I, mean, I don't care if it's polka dots and stripes. Put it on and go. Now, they might say the same thing about someone who sits down at a restaurant and has to arrange the salt and pepper shakers and the flowers the same way. I'm not. I'm not denying <laughs> that. <laughs> I'll get my wife to call in. She finally gave up saying anything to me about it. I mean, it only takes me about a minute or two. But it's like, okay, that's going to be there, uh, there, yeah, okay. right there. And, uh, and, the ta- and, and I'll move the whole table. <laughs> if I don't like where it's at, I'll move the whole damn so, table. So, what is it like? What on what basis do you quote not like the table? You're just not feeling the vibe, or it's like I don't know. the wrong way. There's really whatever pops in your head. Zero ain't working that day. Zero rhyme or reason. <laughs> I tell you, I'm crazy. You're a nutbag. <laughs> I'm working with a lunatic over here, people. <laughs> but it's it's funny because I'll start doing that stuff, and I'm like looking over there, and I, that oh that tape's too close to us. So I'll move the table uh, foot that way, and she'll just be like. Now, let me ask you this. This is I feel like I'm a psychologist, and you're yes. on, the, on the table right I now. Use now the, as, I could use the help. Yes. And, and by the way, <laughs> anything unusual, rituals, or habits, you have 513-749-7000, pound 700 AT&T, 1-800 the big one. Now, have you noticed, Ed, that this has gotten, like, worse as you've gotten older? Like, or is it just kind of, I mean, is it gradually gone that way, or has it kind of always been the same level? No, nah, it's kind of, I think it's definitely gotten, as I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. Um. But, and also, I'm more aggressive about it now. You know, now that I'm a cranky, I'm an old crank. I, I mean, I don't mind when I walk into a restaurant and be like, on, not there, there. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. You're, to say, you're like, wait a minute, I had absolutely no contrition that whatsoever. Just bam, no. I want that there. Yeah. Uh, we went out to breakfast the other day, and this uh, young lady was going to see us. And um, there was, I mean, the restaurant was seven eighths. Clear. I mean, you know, it was super right. Early. Wide open. And uh, so she's going to put me where I think is unacceptable. It was like right next to the to the kitchen at like a two top. And there's like, like I said, the whole I could have brought in a party of 50 and not had to worry about it. <laughs> so I go, no, nah, I'm going to booth and not one of those little ones. <laughs> 
and my wife is like, oh, God. She had to walk in with like a like a piece of paper with like you know, like six or eight things that you require. I'm going to send in the Hand, reconnaissance drone and kind of get the lay of the land before I even walk in. Yeah, like, like those rich people do. Like, just like, hey, I want everything's got to be a certain way, and you can have that. But yeah, that's like I said, I, I was thinking the other day, I thought in my mind, you're an old crank. You need to, <laughs> it sounds like something a 90-year-old grandpa would do. I don't want to sit there. I'm sitting over there. Hey, man, whatever whatever works for you. <laughs> no, I've told you, now, this, I don't know if this is, I guess this is kind of a ritual or superstition, but when I played, I had I had certain ones. That's Remember, what I was wondering. I, I thought know, yeah, I did, I, uh, I got the same warm-up warm routine. I mean, every, I played in what, like 108, 110 some odd football games, and every one I did the same exact you know, like, did that like start in high up. school or college? Or no, I think it kind of started like my, one of my first games as, as a pro, like in preseason. I think I just said, you know what, this kind of works for me. So I jogged around the entire the perimeter of the entire field, and then I just you know I did you know ten yards. I did some high knees, then some butt kicks, then some knees, then some that, and then the same like like uh, coverage drop routines I would do, and I would just have the whole thing set down. If I didn't get to do that, or someone was like. Trying to talk to me during that, I'd I'd flip out. Like I'd be like, I, I wouldn't deal well with it. Did you tell him to leave you alone, or yeah, did you just, just run away like, from? Well, I kind of be nice, like, hey man, yeah, great to see you. We'll catch up after the game or something. Then if it's so, but then I I want to you know you know you get to know people on other teams, so and you knew that they would want to come say hello and stuff for the game. So then I would just make sure I got there like like early as possible, like the earliest person to get out there so I could do all that, and then still have time to to BS or whatever. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Do you have something that you gotta do the same way every time, or do you know someone like that? We'll take your calls coming up next. But now, Rob, have you got anything like that? Anything uh, a little glitchy? Um, this this is gonna sound totally insane. But when I was a kid and we drove places, in order to occupy myself in the car, I. <laughs> I counted to four in between driveways, and it would be different distances, so it would be different tempos of four. Uh-huh. Wait, You're one of those number people, Rob? I'm not a number per. I hate math. I don't know why I did it, but, uh, yeah. So, in other words, if you were out in the country, it might take a real long time oh, yeah. to count one. to four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two. But if you're in like a neighborhood, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, yes. one, two, okay, gotcha. <laughs> now, would you would you say this out loud or just kind of under to just yourself? Just myself, in yeah. my head. Did your mom and dad think maybe a good decision you made? We They're should like, maybe take Robbie for help. Well, he's in, he's intent on staring out the window. <laughs> as long as, you know, if your mom and dad were like mine, as long as you didn't talk, they were fine with <laughs> it. Shutting up, they fine. <laughs> yeah, my dad used to pay me to be quiet in car rides. <laughs> Dime oh, a mile, shut yeah. up. I never made a penny. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is Cincinnati's number one preferred provider for cancer care. Learn more at uchealth.com slash cancer. You're heavy northbound 75 as you get by the Norwood lateral. Then things really start to tighten up. Once you hit Shepherd Lane uh, and get closer to Glendale Milford, things are a little bit heavy up to Sharon Road. Uh, three vehicle accident on Glenmore Avenue near Montana Avenue. Two-vehicle crash with one overturned on Winesty between Kings Run Drive and Top Ridge. To DePaul. Eddie and Rocky, we're talking about this couple in Wichita that eats the same dinner every day, six out of seven days a week. They don't go on the seventh day because the Texas Roadhouse won't reserve them a table. And they eat at the same table every day. Well, and one of the interesting parts in that story is he he's a you know, Vietnam veteran, so he you know, has suffered some 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 degree of Symptoms, PTSD, yeah. so that's part of his 
his ritual, right? Is he sits in the same spot, and there ain't no two ways about it. But yeah, so the topic here is, you know, OCD things you have, or certain rituals you have, certain like kind of superstitions that uh, you may kind of run your life by. And taking your calls. First up, Jeff here on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Jeff, what do you got, buddy? What do you do that's a little sideways? Well, the one thing I do, I don't know when it started, but it happens every time I'm at the gas pump. If I don't end on 7, I go up to the next number. I I don't know why. I guess lucky number 7, but I just can't end my pump on anything but 7. Now, Jeff, was there a, do you remember when this came about? Was there a certain event that uh, kind of the, the first time you did this, a reason? I think maybe it was like good luck when you're driving so there wouldn't be any problems or you wouldn't get bothered by work or you wouldn't have an accident. I, I, I just don't know when it started, probably when I was a teenager, and I've been filling up like that for 30 years. Nice, man. You know, if that See, makes that's, you uh... comfortable, then it's all good. Hey, Scott, talking about routines, you got one? Yeah, every time I go to the restaurant, it's getting worse the way they're getting older. Every time I go to a restaurant, I, I've already determined how long I think the food should take to get to my table. <laughs> Man, I've already determined. Uh, my brother right there. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, and every time I hear a waitress coming up from the kitchen, I turn my head around. My wife says I look like a damn, uh, a, 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 a <laughs> so, so Scott, how, how, how does this manifest itself? Like, so you, like yourself, you know, you know how long right. a, a, I guess a steak takes to grill, more or less, and how much a baked potato can, you know takes to cook. And you factor all that in, and then you you go by that. Yes, because by the time my table, it better be as hot as I want it to be. See, yeah, that's, that's, see, that's I like that. Me and Scott going out to dinner would not be fun for anyone. <laughs> Hey, Bob, what's going on with you talking about routines? What do you have? I wouldn't call it a routine, more probably of a mental problem. But <laughs> uh, it started when I was a kid, and I'm sure it had something to do with, you know, scaring myself or whatever it is. But I'm 55, and, and it, it still continues today. And I, if I go to the bathroom in the dark, if I'm in somewhere and, and it's dark uh, and there's a mirror, I refuse. I cannot look in the mirror. I just have my head is down. And oh, wow. go out of my way to not look in the mirror. So what happens when you got to take a pee at night? I mean, do you what do you do there? Just, <laughs> Head is down. Oh, Head just is don't down. look in the mirror. Yeah. The what are you afraid you're going to see? Like the you know some Candyman or whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was going to say there was yeah. a thing you saw in the mirror in the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I probably should have called because it's somewhat shameful at my age, I and mean, I know it's unreasonable. But to this day, I still do it. It's just. Hey, no, man, I, you know, you get to a certain point, there ain't no, you know, you ain't going to change. Right? I, I can't say that I haven't gone in the, into the bathroom with, like, you know, there's always some little light in there, like a nightlight. We used to have a nightlight in there or something. But I haven't gone in. There's been times I've gone in and, like, I don't want to look at a mirror. I don't want to see something standing behind me because I've told you I think my house is haunted anyway. Now, is this when you sit down to pee or, or when you or not? I stand for those who sit, my friend. <laughs> I came up with my own slogan. Bam! <laughs> you I'd never let that die. <laughs> oh man, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. We got some time to take your routine. We'll talk about it after the news. Right now, seven hundred WLW podcast player. Eddie and Rocky talking about rituals. Got us started this couple in Wichita. Six out of seven nights a week, they have dinner at the same Texas Roadhouse. They have the exact same meal every time. In the exact same booth. In the exact same booth. 
So um, we're talking about rituals you might have. Right. And, and by the way, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at RockyWoman50. Uh, interact with the show. Santori Miles writes to us, said, At a restaurant, I have to eat facing the same way. My left side needs to face the wall. My right side needs to face toward the end of the table. Or apparently it's just inconsolable. See, I don't like That's anybody unique. sitting right behind. You know, if I'm sitting in a booth, I like to be in the end booth. You know, with nobody sitting right behind me. Oh, so you like the gangster spot. Where exactly. You, okay, where you I'm see everyone coming I'm, I'm, in? I'm soprano, you know. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, let's uh, go to the phone here and see what we, have with, uh, what we have with John. John, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you guys today? Doing great. Good. Okay, this sounds really stupid. I have no idea when it started, but it's clapping. When I clap, I have to clap one more than any multiple of five. So I have to clap six times, 11 times, 16. I have no idea where this ever came from. When did you start doing this? This is unique. I, I, I really don't know. And I am the most non-OCD person in the world. But, it, you know, it's really bad because I, I love basketball and they're scoring all the time. So you got to sit there and count them. You know, if I were a soccer, if I were a soccer fan, it'd be easy because there's nothing to clap. Right? <laughs> nice <laughs> dig. So, when did you notice you were doing this, John? You had to somewhere along the way go. Hey, you know, it was probably about ten years ago. All of a sudden, it's just like, what am I doing? And I and I got to count them. Is it the only thing I'm OCD about? So let me ask you: this. I, I, I assume, John, you have you tried to stop, or you, yourself won't oh, allow yeah. yourself to do it? It just drives you nuts if you don't oh, throw that yeah, extra clap. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll sit in the arena, and it's like I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to do it and now. You know, here it comes, you know, the fighters score again. I got to clap. Wow, that, that's, that's very unique, that. John. That's good stuff. Uh, your routines, your weirdness, your OCD. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound the seven hundred on AT and T. Hey, Scott, you're next up. What do you have, buddy? Well, I I don't do it like every day when I just come home from work or anything like that. But if we've been gone from my house for like more than a day or so, my wife likes to take all the shower curtains and keep them shut. I guess that's the proper thing to do. I I don't know. But anyway, every day if we, if we come home from like vacation or something like that, I have to go home and I have to search every bathroom. I look throughout the house, but I have to open the shower curtains to make sure there's nobody behind them. I thought you were going to say you, like, dump, like, a 15-round mag into it or something just to make sure. Well, no, not that, but I, I do have my 40 cal pointed at whoever's in there. There you go, man. I'll, I'll remember that next time I go and hang out in your shower. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Scott. Uh, thanks, Scott. And that's kind of a safety, like, a safety thing, though. I mean, that's, I mean. Yeah, you're a weirdness. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. Do you have... Because it seems, as, like I said, as I'm getting, uh, as I get older, I find that I get a little more obsessive about that stuff. But my dear late mother, she and and my my wife would be like, "What's your mom do?" I was like, "Ever since I was a kid, I knew she did this." But she would come to my house if she didn't. She had to leave the house by the same door she came in. Insisted that that really? that had to happen. See, I, I think what it does is, and it has has to pertain to that. For instance, it's just kind of like a. Just calms you down or something. Just to have that routine is just kind of a way of. I don't know, yeah, it was of... some old hillbilly superstition or something. She explained it to me a couple of times. I mean, there was a reason for it, but you know, she would pull the round to the side of the house and come in through the garage. Well, I would go get her car and pull it out to the front of the house and like, mom, it'd be much easier if you just do this. No, nope, I have to it. go out through the garage. Okay. How about you, Dan? What's going on? What's your OCD? Well, uh, I heard that caller a couple callers ago, 
And uh, uh, this is kind of off color, but uh, uh, believe me, you do not. You, you, <laughs> I'm laughing. You do not want to clap five times. Well, why? Huh? Huh? Uh, okay, I, don't get it. I ain't getting it. But this guy, he clapped six times. He won more. Correct. Than five. Yeah. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Talking about OCD routines. What do you got? Hey, I think we all got him. I got a double header here. Actually, I got my own personal, and I got my late wife's. Um, so mine is uh, if you ever been to like a laundromat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how you get that cart that you push around, and you're supposed to like help you hang your your clothes on it and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so I got to do that. I got to put the hangers in color order. I haven't got figured out like actually which, which colors in which order, but as long as they're in some sort of like togetherness for the colors, like the whites are all together and the blues are all together and the whites are all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you do all that. And not that it matters a uh, hill of beans because, you know, these hangers are coming and going real fast, but right. that's just something that happens with me. Uh, my late wife, she's uh, she was all in the security, and there's not a doorknob in the world that she, that she couldn't just bust off the hinges because she was worried about being locked. So, I mean, OCD kind of goes around the family. Wow. That's uh, yeah, your stuff. Yeah, Thanks, man. Mark. That's cool. Check all of Hey, Rick, wow. let's get you on. What do you have, buddy? Yo, Rick. Oh, hey. How you guys doing? Good. 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 Um, it's not of mine. I got a couple. Uh, the one guy, just before this last guy, uh, I had an aunt who was from Tennessee, and uh, she had a couple little uh, hiccups, but one of them was, you know, she would never go out the, an opposite door that she came into a house, and she also had a thing about uh, she spilled the salt shaker, man. She just threw the salt out of the shaker over her shoulders and uh one day i got my little brother uh as he was going past her <laughs> at a family Shower. gathering yeah, yeah. uh yeah. he's got dusted with some salt but uh i have a son that uh, he's a tapper um if he's working on something or uh you know he's doing something well, either school work or whatever it is he's got to tap it and, uh, you know, he's out of the house. He's got a uh, kid now and everything. And I um, was over to his place, and we were – he's got a new car, a nice new car and everything. And uh, he told me about how he's been putting this aftermarket thing on it and aftermarket thing on it. He's pulling these things out. He starts tapping every one of them. He pulls out, you know. And I, I looked at him. I said, you still doing that? And he goes, what? I, he said, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know he's doing it. That's what I say, bro. He doesn't even know he's doing it. Wow. Somebody you know, brings attention to him because I used to kind of get on him when he was a kid. Not really get on him, but it's like, what? why do you have to tap yeah. everything? Yeah, why are you that doing was, that? Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Rick. That's good. Thanks, Rick. Uh, we have Jay Ratliff coming up. 737s. A little trouble going on there with these yeah, like big two, aircraft. Yeah, well, the, yeah, was it 157? 157, I think yeah. it was, yeah, the yeah. other day in uh, Africa, I think it was. Oh, we got Jay coming up, but now checking in with traffic. Rob, what's up? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is Cincinnati's number one preferred provider for cancer care. Learn more at uchealth.com slash. New Milford. Rod Boeing running into a little trouble over the weekend. Two separate accidents involving Boeing 737s here in, what is it, the last uh, month, six weeks, something like that? And including one, the tragic uh Crash in Ethiopia, 157 people lost. Well, and they've they've postponed the launch of that 77, 777 right. plane, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Let's talk to our aviation expert about it here on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Jay Ratliff, how you doing, buddy? 
Doing well, guys. So uh, this is the Boeing's most popular aircraft. Is that correct? Well, the, the Boeing 737 is, yeah, and recognize that this airplane rolled out uh, 50 years ago. It's it's the workhorse of the aviation industry around the around the world, and um, I mean, every second we've got a Boeing 737 of some kind taking off or landing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Landing somewhere in the world. And this Boeing 737-800, uh, basically the MAX uh, aircraft, uh, is the kind of the, one of the newer members of the Boeing family, if you will. It's been flying for about uh, two years or so. And uh, right now there's 300 of them that are in service around the world. 5,000 that are on order right now. So it's a popular aircraft and, uh, you know, one that, you know, has encountered some issues. And that's, uh, unfortunately, again, the latest issue we had uh, was with the uh, the crash in Africa. And, and unfortunately, and that's the thing in this sort of deal is you can you can have 5,000 planes and all of them be fine year after year after year, but then one one, or in this case two, go down. That's not good. Now, and anything... Um, that's been recovered. I, I, I understand the uh, the black boxes are recovered from the one that crashed over the weekend. Any new information, yeah. Jay? Nothing yet. But but I tell you, as you as you compare this to the uh, Lion Air crash, which happened uh, at what 29th of October, um, the similarities are just eerie. Uh, you have uh, both of them are 737 uh, Max 8 aircraft that had, were recently delivered to the airline. Shortly after takeoff, the Lion Air flight, uh, basically three or four minutes into the flight, recorded, uh, reported a problem, uh, tried to return back to the airport from which it left, and the airplane crashed 12 minutes into flight. The situation that we had with the Ethiopian Airlines flight, aircraft takes off, captain reports a problem, tries to turn back to the airport, crashes um, into the flight six minutes in. And when you look at this, uh, the Lion Air flight, even though the investigation continues and will for some time, there was a preliminary indication that uh, was supported that uh, they were having a problem with the vertical uh, takeoff speed uh, that seemed to be off. There seemed to be an issue there. They addressed that uh, early on, and they advised other airlines that were operating this type of aircraft around the world what was taking place. And it was uh, initially thought to be a sensor, an airspeed sensor, and then it was actually a software problem, and they've got it worked out. But now we have this situation that we have the exact same situation. The airplane takes off, and some of the preliminary data suggests that they also had an issue with the vertical airspeed. To me, when you have two aircraft that basically have exhibited the same type of behavior, you lose both aircraft, every soul on board, 346 people in the last four months, it shows me why airlines around the world are basically grounding this airplane. And I'm waiting right now for the Federal Aviation Administration, and I probably will be waiting for a while before somebody says, you know what, there are questions here. This aircraft may not be 100% reliable as it is now. Therefore, we need to take a step back, ground the airplanes, find out what's going on, and go from there. Now, of the 300 that are flying in the, in the world, uh, Southwest, I believe, has 34 of these types of aircraft within their fleet of, I believe, 900 or so aircraft. Uh, American Airlines has 24 of them. 
So if we were going to ground every one of these in the country, we're talking about 68 planes. Mm. Now, to me, that's not much when you're talking about right. from a, you know, they, they say guys all the time, you know, safety is our number one priority. Uh, throw up. No, it's not. It, 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 it's revenue. That's what drives a lot of the decisions that take place. And I'm sure the Federal Aviation Administration is going to issue a lot of comments and statements about they're overseeing everything, they're watching it, and as soon as they feel it's necessary, they'll take that next step. But look, I'm also looking at the, the people that are running American and Southwest Airlines. They can step forward and say, hey, voluntarily we're going to ground these airplanes at least for the time being until we have some of these questions addressed. Right now we're hearing nothing but crickets, and it's really unfortunate because um, – Many times it takes an accident or a near accident before there's changes within uh, you know, commercial aviation in the United States. And, guys, it simply shouldn't be that way. Jay Ratliff, our aviation guy, is our guest. And, Jay, if you, were, uh, if you had to guess, how long would you say these things are going to remain grounded? Well, you know, again, the, the ones here in the United States are not. Uh, the only airlines that are doing well, if, it. If they indeed do end up grounding them. Well, it depends. I mean, we, we had the Boeing 787 Dreamliners uh, back in 2013 grounded. We had 49 of those aircraft when we had the lithium battery incident. Uh, and it took some time before we could get those up and running. Problem is, right now, those airplanes are generating revenue. And that's one of the reasons the airlines don't want to let go of those silver revenue tubes, because they represent revenue and they don't have enough aircraft in reserve that can completely fill up that gap once those planes are left. But, I mean, you're talking about something could be three months. It could be longer than that. I mean, back in 1979, we had a DC-10 crash in Chicago. They grounded those airplanes for, I believe, 37 or 40 days, something like that, until they found out what was going on, and then they made the necessary corrections. Uh, to me, if there's one in a 100,000 chance of there possibly being an issue, there's no way in the world that aircraft should be operating. But Again, other than a handful of airlines around the world, uh, very few others, especially here in the United States, have as of yet to take that next step. And I can't say it forcefully enough. It needs to be taken if we are, in fact, saying safety comes mm. first, safety for the crew, safety for the passengers, safety for the people on the ground. And it just aggravates me to no end when we've got similarities that are this closely connected and it's not being taken more seriously well and to your point though to ground a plane for 30 days times 55 or whatever they're in the yeah. country I mean, oh, yeah. you're talking tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars right that's why they're not there would do be it. there would be and 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 my response to that would be at what point do we right. put exactly. put a price tag exactly. on a life and look southwest airlines was told back in two, the summer of 2016 they had a problem with their engines the FAA did not force them to look at those engines as they wanted to. Uh, that's they had an engine come apart over the Gulf of Mexico. Eighteen months later, they had the exact same situation with the exact same engine that resulted in a loss of life. Then Southwest Airlines said, and again, Southwest is a great airline, but for them to come out then and say they're going to voluntarily check their airplanes now that somebody's died when they should have done it 18 months before, I find sickening, and we're headed down that exact same path again. And if history is any indication, it's going to take a, you know an accident or near accident before they're going to say, you know what, maybe we need to do something. And it's just, it, again, it just infuriates me every time that we come into this kind of a situation. All right, Jay, as always, real pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. Thanks, Jay. Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert. Coming up here, we have our tech expert, Greg Stebbin, talking about the last number I saw, Rock, 90, 96% of Venezuela 
was offline. The internet collapsed. Could you imagine if that happened in America? No internet for days upon days upon days. The mass chaos. We shall discuss, but now the news. News Radio 700 WLW. Details. Rock, the internet in Venezuela has collapsed multiple times in the last several days. Well, it's not the only thing that's collapsed in well, Venezuela. They got some real issues in Venezuela. Yeah, I mean, going on. I mean, that's not the only thing they got to go yeah, Power outages. Yeah, you know, people are eating like zoo animals and stuff. So, um, but this is look. I, I think the, the topic is, you know, how how crazy would it be you know, here in America if if you had to go without internet and without all the social media and all that? I wonder what that would be like. Let's go to the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline and find out with our good friend Greg Stebbin, our tech expert here at 700 WLW. Greg, welcome back. Hey there. Thank you. It's great to be here. So what kind of mass confusion, chaos, end of world stuff would happen in the United States if we went 96%, which is at one point where Venezuela was, 96% offline? How much trouble would we be in? Well, you know, it's funny because the first thing you think of is, oh, no, I can't check in on Facebook. <laughs> it's the important stuff. I yes. can't tell anybody I don't have Internet. I, I don't have Internet. I have a funny joke I want to tweet out. What's that? <laughs> yeah, look at this great picture of me without electricity. And you know what? Stop and think about things that are mission critical that rely on the Internet. So the first thing I think of is health care. Yes. Yes. Uh, There's people who I I can't even imagine the different ways that people's lives literally depend on the Internet and communication systems. So you knock that out and you're probably killing people. Well, you're right. I mean, you go to one hospital and they go, hey, man, let's let's, get your records sent from the other hospital over here. And you just take for granted that that can happen or communication between doctors can happen. But but now all of a sudden it can't. You're right. That's life and death. I'm also assuming that there are a lot of things in a hospital that rely on, you know, minute-to-minute communications when somebody, you know, is literally on life support or something, or maybe medicine. I I don't know this for a fact, but I assume the same things we've grown to love called the Internet of Things. I assume those kinds of network uh, control devices are being used in hospitals, too, not just for communication, but also possibly for administrating, administering drugs and things like that. I think this would be devastating. So one in healthcare, then think about what it does to your economy. How many businesses rely on the internet to make money? Well, transportation. Think of the airline industry, man. That transportation. That's a yeah. I mean, when's the last think time about you radio called stations and, and media? Yeah. I mean, what, where would you guys be without the internet? Well, no one listens to our show anyway, so <laughs> we, we'd be fine. But that's beside the point. But our we'll online be listeners would be screwed. Trying to say. They'd have to resort, revert back to listening to us on the radio. Yeah, like what's that? Yeah. yeah. So well, it's right, a great one. Imagine you didn't have the internet. Imagine you didn't have the internet to get ready for the show. So yeah. So all you guys could talk about was like your kids. No, it would be You're back gone. back in the old true. day, and Greg. I don't know uh, how far back with the radio you go, but back in the day, we'd get a USA Today and just start clipping out articles. That old <laughs> yeah, school. So, so you would get like a Cincinnati Enquirer, probably Enquirer, Cincinnati Post. You got it. USA Today, maybe Wall Street Journal. That was just, it. That was it. Yep. God. Watch Entertainment yeah, Tonight no and talk internet, about Patrick you're not, Swayze. You're not getting. 
There is no USA Today or Wall yeah, Street Journal through the internet. That's right. So let me ask That's you, wild, Greg yeah. Stebbin is our guest. Uh, when they talk about the collapse of the internet, Greg, what exactly does that mean? How would it? How does that happen? Well, I mean, I, I can't tell you I understand exactly what's happening in Venezuela, and I, I I'm not sure I would use the word collapse okay. because I suspect what's happening. I don't think that this is. I don't think it's collapsing. I think someone's got a gun pointed at it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ted's just messing it, it up. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah. first of all, if you don't have power, internet is a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think this is a man-made disaster, frankly. I think the power is man-made. I think the losing the internet is man-made. And I think it's very, very deliberate for very, very obvious reasons. If you want to control something... Take away the ability to get information and to communicate. That, that's exactly that's right. What someone is going is doing here. If you're trying to cause chaos or overthrow that country or put a different sort of something into power, you, you deprive the people of the information so they can read what's going on. Then you you got a real advantage. You're right. Well, right. I mean, if you want to get people to crowd the streets and protest, and they can't organize. And how would you organize? You'd yeah. organize over Twitter, right? right. Or you'd or- organize over other electronic means. That's, That's the first thing you would knock out. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So I guess we're going to – sooner or later this is going to come to the service what exactly is happening down there. But you're exactly right. I Socialism mean, if you want, Right, exactly. I mean, if you want to take over a country or if you want to quell, uh, quell some unrest, you do this. Right. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, Greg's right. Yeah. Like you, 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 you deprive people of a way of a knowing what's going on. What, what are, what is this power doing? What is that power doing? What are they depriving us of? Then you, you get them. They, they can't organize. They can't meet. They can't get together and figure out where we're going to show up at th- three o'clock at this place with our all, guns. Right. And all hell's breaking loose. That's right. It's very interesting. Yeah. You know, there's there's an, there's another thing you do if you have the ability to control things like power and internet that I don't think we've seen in Venezuela yet, which is you open it up enough so that only you can put information out. Yeah. And then you put out false information or maybe you consider it to be true, but you then manipulate people with the information you put out. You, you know, you use propaganda to smear the other side to, to trick people into believing things that are not true or convince them to do things that they otherwise wouldn't have done, which might be just go home. Yeah. Greg Stebbin joining us here on the show. Uh, Greg, I want to switch gears. Um, we saw the story. Uh, I guess uh, Ukrainian hackers are using, what, like online quizzes to find a way to get to your, your private information? Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, and this is this is nothing new. This has been done before, and I think there was even a link to this with Cambridge Analytica. But, you know, you're on Facebook, and you see that cute little quiz about, you know, uh, yeah. what kind of dog should you have? What do your eye colors say about you? Stupid stuff, and you click on it, 
And if there's some kind of hole uh, in the Facebook platform that can be exploited, whoever created that quiz may be using it to get information about you that they other and, and millions of other people that they may otherwise not have been able to get. And that, again, I mean, in a way, it kind of ties into what's happening in Venezuela in as much as this is a way to dominate and manipulate people. Now, you're not turning the Internet off. You're just learning things about millions of people at a time and then and then completely clouding them with misinformation so that you're you're just using another electronic means to get what you want in, frankly, a very evil way. All right, and with that, Greg Stebbin, we'll let you go. I th- my partner here is going off the grid. Now he might uh, t- talk me into doing it as well. Is, is this a good time for me to say, hey, thanks for inviting me on. Have a nice day. <laughs> See you later. Maybe the last time for all of us. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Greg uh, Stebbin, our uh, tech expert here at 700 WLW. He is right, though. Your Your initial gut reaction is, Oh my God, how am I going to be able to get on the internet and talk to my friends? Right. But it's obviously much, when you sit and think about it, it's much more. Oh, it'd be chaos. Of a problem. Think Total about chaos. it. Information, depriving of the information is, is very interesting because then you wouldn't, I mean, we already don't know what to believe, but at least we have options. We can go to four or five different things to try to get the truth. But now, if there's no way of delivering that, print's dead. And what do you do? Rob, give us a speaketh the truth. What's up with that traffic, man? Oh, okay. From the UC <laughs> Health Traffic oh, Center. Were you ready to pontificate there? I was. A bit? Uh, I started yeah. to think, about what? <laughs> what do you got? From the UC Health Traffic Center. UC Health is Cincinnati's number one preferred call office. Eddie and Rocky, coming up in 10 minutes, our guest going to be Paul Daner Jr. from the Inquirer, Bengals beat guy. And, and we couldn't have timed that any better. Really? Right? This we, we were just going to talk about free agency in general, but now big breaking news. Yeah, so the Bengals have just re-signed uh, Bobby Hart, offensive tackle, to a three-year, $21 million contract. And you said Twitter is blowing up. Just, I mean, going crazy. Now, let me just say, the devil will be in the details of the $21 million. You know, your contract is essentially isn't worth the paper it's written on in terms of the multi-year deals. The only thing that really matters in terms of money is your signing bonus. And then maybe the first year, you know, it's rare that you, you sign somebody and then cut them with the first-year contract. But if it's, let's say it's a three-year, $21 million deal, but it's, you know, $2 million to sign and, like, $2 million of, you know, or, like, I don't know, $4 million next year. And then, you know what I'm saying? In the yeah, last right. year of the contract, it's, like, ten or something. He may never, ever see that third year. So, again, devil will be in the details. I, I thought, and I just put this out on Twitter, I thought when, I mean, everyone was going crazy a couple of weeks ago when at the Combine, the new offensive line coach, Jim Turner, was like offering all these like gushing comments about Bobby Hart when he had he didn't play that well, right? right? right I mean, right. he did like team high, league high, 14 penalties, just did not perform that well. This guy's acting like he's the greatest thing ever. And I thought, at the time, I thought, hey, this is a coach that's kind of, you know, new coach, he's kind of towing the company line. We love everybody. Everybody's sure. great. Every, all of our players are fantastic. Or that the Bengals were going to go with a first-round tackle in the draft. They kind of wanted to throw people off the, the scent the on scent. that a little bit, which still could happen. They, they very well could be. But, man, I, and this is what I asked Paul Daner. I mean, just in terms of – I'm not exactly positive in terms of today's money. 
is that I mean is that is that kind of fair pay for a backup or it seems more like kind of like starting tackle money. Sure. It sounds like it to me, especially to me. for Bobby Hart. Right. So we will uh we shall see when we talk to him here in a minute. I'll be coming up after the news, but you said you had something for me. No, uh, yeah, this, this is you're just gonna a mock quick me one. again for my no, weird O C D thing. No, I um <laughs> I know you're obviously a Beatles on Paul McCartney guy. I just want your thoughts on this. On this day in history, Ed, nineteen ninety seven, okay. your boy Sir Paul McCartney was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II. Your thoughts? Yeah, more, I, I don't know what. See, I always hear these guys getting knighted in that. I don't even know what it means. Does that get you, you know, free admission you get to like a movie a, or like something? A, like or? a free uh, French fries with your value meal or something. But uh, I remember back in the day when Mick Jagger got knighted and Keith Richard went nuts. Really? Because he wanted to be knighted? No, because he just. Yeah, you know, Keith's crazy anyway, but yes. it's like, yeah, totally sold out now, blah, 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 blah. Sold out to the man being knighted? Sold out knighted. to the man being knighted. Yeah, I don't know if it really, what it really does. I mean, technically, if you're like, you know, if things come to a head here, you got to get on like a, like take up like a sword or like a gun and like get out in the well, front I don't know. You get to cut the line, get, get to the... Are you at the airport, like right this way, sir? You got all the night upgraded to wherever. Night class, yeah. Is there a night class? I don't know, man. Free beers for everybody on the on the night. Uh, We talked about this last week, but we off the air because really, I should put the uh, have these pictures put on um, on our blog. These two ladies, you you wonder they're sisters from Florida, see, and they are fine looking individuals. (laughs) <laughs> you remember these ladies? Oh, I do. You show me, yes. Uh, one, it's like I told Rock, I was like, one lady looks like she, uh, a, a dog, a cur with mange. You ever see a dog with mange and it's kind of all splotchy? Yeah, they spl- look awful. Yeah, and they're, yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of looks like that. But what had happened is they had murdered their father and gotten away with it. Okay. Straight up. Which is hard to do these days. Right. right. The guy was 85 years old. They were taking care of him. And he had... He had cancer and dementia. He was very, very sick. So, you know, chances are he wasn't long for the world anyway. Well, I guess they were sick of uh, taking care of him. So they tried three different ways to kill him. And on, I think it was the fourth time, they stuffed a rag down his throat and and held him down until, uh, you know, he, he passed. And they, and the, so since he had been so sick and stuff, the cops just assumed, Okay, well, they're not going to give him an autopsy or anything. He's 85 years old and he's got all this stuff. You know, he's knocking on heaven's door anyway. So they got away with it. They get him whatever, each of them getting $100,000 or whatever it was from insurance. Well, they both start going out with the same guy like four years later. And one of them, I don't know, she got like drunk one night. Pillow talking? Yeah, you're right. Little pillow talk. (laughs) You know, we killed our dad. How about that? How's that conversation going? Yeah. Where does that come from? Yeah. There's a board talking about, you know, I got a funny story for you. Uh, but so, yeah, so <laughs> guys the, like, let me, let me tell you what I did the other day. Oh, really? Well, right. let me tell you what I did. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I went to work early the other day. How about you? I, I killed my dad. Stuff the old rag on my, the old bag's throat and killed him. Jeez. So the guy taped him. He got her to talk about it again. She's like, oh yeah, that old story. Sure. Ay, ay, ay. So let that be a lesson to you. You murderers. Don't be telling anybody about it. Paul Daner. After the news right now, News Radio 700 WLW. Grab Hub.
Well, Rock, how fortuitous that we have our guest coming up here. We're going to get Paul Daner Jr. on from the uh, Inquire Bengals Beat Guide to just talk about Bengals free agency in general. I saw an interesting uh, article that he read about uh, Darquez Denard, and he's going to throw, you know, put his stick his toe in the free agent market. And here, this one drops in our lap. Paulie, uh, welcome back to the program. Hello. Uh, What's going on? Anything? Uh, <laughs> a little bit and bangled him right now. How, how much of a head scratcher is is this Bobby Hart signing? Uh, well, very much so. I mean, a big big head scratcher, but I'll say it was one that I've kind of been scratching my head a little bit about as we've gone through the last month. You know, we sat down at the Combine. You guys talked to me at the Combine a couple weeks ago, and we had just sat down with Jim Turner, the new offensive line coach, and he was asked about Bobby Hart, and, and he said some very nice, glowing things. Uh, even you- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Use the word phenomenal uh, about how he played. Talked about really liking his passion and energy uh, I really thought that he was a good solid player to quote him and 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 from what he had seen now it could have been him saying nice things though no reason to kick a guy who's entering free agency and I kind of you know made it uh, okay maybe that's the case and then talked to a a couple other people in the organization said you know we really thought Bobby played a lot better than people think he did uh, last year and I kind of scratched my head again at that and I still thought all of that was just Things that were being said. You hear a company lot of Company talk. Yeah. Yeah, company talk. You know what? You know, there's no reason to, to, to trash anybody. And then you see three years and $21 million. And, and, and you know, free agency money is crazy. And, and money goes up every year. The salary cap goes up. Numbers seem bigger than they are in a couple of years. This will probably seem like a, not even that big of a deal. But, you know, when you have other guys who are out there, whether you're talking about Darquez Denard, whether you're talking about maybe trying to find a way to connect uh, with Tyler Eifert. I mean, at some point, you do have to fill the tackle positions on your team, and Lord knows that everybody knows how important that is. Um, but, man, when, when you're given that kind of money and if you see other people walk, it's easy to question why, why is it going in this direction for a guy who was one of four tackles to give up 10-plus sacks last year. And, you know, if you look at PFF, they graded amongst the bottom in pass blocking efficiency and all of those grades. Yeah, yeah. yeah repeat that number again. Yeah, 75th right. out of 80 by How PFF. Um, and the penalties were a big issue. Yeah. See, see I, I thought Paul Day would sign him just because – you know, it's a pretty light free agency offensive tackle thing. He's and he's twenty four years old. He's you know, so that sort of thing. So I thought, okay, they'll sign him. He'll be a backup. But but now you tell me. And again, the, the, as I said, the devil is going to be in the details on how that contract is laid out. It could be you know twelve of that uh, twenty one millions in the third year. But I mean, is is that three years twenty one million just in general? Is it is that backup tackle money these days, or is that starting tackle money these days? That is the, uh, by money per year, that's the ninth highest deal for a right tackle in the NFL right now. (laughs) So if you look at the average per and what's currently out there, that ranks ninth. I just was actually just going through those numbers. So that's at seven million. So it's not, you know, 
backup swing tackle. You know, you're right, Rock. I mean, it's, it's a, it, it is a valuable position. We've seen that come into play in recent years, and, and you would think that they would, you would be interested in the year where number 11 might hit you just right for a right tackle. Uh, there's a few guys that could be out there that, okay, you could sign Bobby Hart, and I got no problem with signing Bobby Hart if he is going to be in and he's going to be your backup swing tackle and you draft the guy at 11 and off you go. Okay. I don't have a problem with that, but if you're, when you're paying three years, 21 million, you, you know, you're not doing that. Uh, I wouldn't think for a guy to come and sit. Um, now again, this all has just kind of popped up. So you mentioned the details. I don't have those yet. I'm trying to work on getting a little bit more of, of what the details are on it. Um, but yeah, typically there is more to it than, than the I originally says. Uh, but you know, anything in the range of seven, I mean, you're paying them like a top 10 right tackle. So let me ask you guys, what could they possibly be seeing that the rest of us aren't? Well, Jim, Jim Turner, uh, you know, when he talked about it, he, he, he brought up, you know, words like passion. I can, I can read it off to you. He, this is exactly what he said. Give he us said some I of those thought quotes. he did a great job. I thought he was phenomenal. I know he gave up some sacks and pressures and all that other business, but if you really watch him play, he played with passion and I thought played well. I just like what he brought to the table. As far as energy is concerned, I think he's an athlete, and I think he's a good player, a good, solid player. That's the direct quote from the new offensive line coach when asked about Bobby Hart. Well, and one of the things, too, I mean, you know, Jim Turner, by all accounts, even admittedly, I remember him talking about he likes, like, big tackles, right? Like the yeah. big guys, you know, big offensive linemen. And, but Bobby Hart's like what? Like a 318, 320, which for the average person is big, but for the offensive tackle position, that's – that's not a, a, a huge man at all. Yeah, I mean he's 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 bigger than a lot of the guys you see. I mean, you, you when you do as far as size goes, you'll see a lot of these guys will get drafted in the first round. They'll be in the three ten, three oh five, six five. And so he's got, he's got a bigger frame. You know, yeah. if you're if you're looking for energy and if that's what it's about for you, uh, okay. But man, penalties and ten sacks allowed and everything that you saw. And it, you know, it's one. It, again, it's one thing to say, "Hey, uh, let's have this guy come back and compete and be a potential, you know, quality backup." If, if you view him that way, but when you're dropping top ten right tackle money no. uh, on somebody, it's a, it's a different. It, it, but you know how it works, Paul. It had to have been again, as I said earlier. It's a, it's a pretty thin. Uh, free agency uh, in terms of tackle. So, you know, a couple teams start bidding around. I mean, there's no way when Bobby Hart woke up this morning, he's probably thinking, man, if I can just get a deal, you know, get a couple million up front and, you know, and maybe, you know, kind of a three-year, uh, I don't know, $8 million thing or $5 million, he'll be happy. He's got to be doing backflips right now. Who is bidding against them? I, mean, I, mean, I don't guy, know, but that's the only thing I can figure. Yes. they're bidding this against themselves. Last year was at the I end. Agree. He was he was thrown he was thrown a career lifesaver after being absolutely dishonorably discharged by the New York Giants. I mean, they wanted it was the first thing the new regime came in and did. It felt like they needed to clear this guy out. He was a problem. That that was how the Giants handled it. Okay, and he was given new life. So by the Bengals. Right, no one was in, no one really interested, uh, but yet they, he came here and had a season. Which, you know, I don't know who's watching all those sacks from the outside and everything from the outside is saying, man, he really upped his stock. That's, who's who's offering talking. even five or six million? I, I don't know. I'm not privy to it. You know, maybe there was, maybe there was a ground twelve for Bobby Hart out there that we don't know about. But 
you know, I don't know who you're who you're bidding against. Where where this you're you're shooting your gun already? Why can't you wait until the first or second wave of free agency, like we see with so many other guys that they typically sign, and see where it lands? But you know, that, I guess it shows us how they felt about the way he played. They they felt he played better than people are giving him credit for. When, when you're talking about passion and attitude, that's what you say about a little kid playing t-ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Really like his energy. Look at that kid. He's out there yeah. giving it everything he's got, man. You don't pay him $21 million. Usually that doesn't apply to the NFL. It's it's results-driven business. Now, now, Paul, how does this affect Bengals in the draft? I, I assume they could still get up and get one of those those young offensive tackles in the draft in the first round, too. I mean, still, right? I, I would like to think that this would not stop you at number 11 from taking a tackle. First of all, I mean, you, you have two more years of Cordy Glenn, so you have this year and next year, and he's had some injury history. You have Bobby Hart, who we have all spent a lot of time just discussing. That does not sound like a room that doesn't need another guy uh, that could that could come in. And and if that, you know, you have to, you have you still have to shore up that position. In my opinion, I mean, this clearly the way they value it, um, it. Maybe they feel like this takes the pressure off of them of feeling like they have to do that. Um, and maybe this directs them more as, you know, as the linebacker, the, the one thing that's happened the last couple of days is this linebacker market has been out of control. The, the amount of money that we're seeing, the likes of Quan Alexander, what they're talking about for C.J. Mosley, is that market has been a stagnant kind of $10 million for the top outside of Luke Keekley for about three years now. And all of a sudden now, all these contracts are more than Luke Keekley was getting at $13 million. So maybe if you were saying we were going to spend on linebacker, turns out that is out of control. Let's shore up tackle with a guy that we have in house in Bobby Hart. So what that does for the draft, I think it more clearly hones their focus towards Devin Bush and Devin White potentially at number 11, the two top linebackers in this draft. All right, with that, Paul, we'll let you go, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. Paul uh, Daner Jr. from the Inquirer. God, I had like Bengals eight other guy. things I wanted to ask him, but this obviously takes precedent. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, there's been, and this is always the you know the the funny time of year when the you know new league calendar free agency opens up, but maybe that's what happens, man. Is is again linebackers are kind of thin in terms of veteran free agents. Tackles are so people wind up overpaying. Bobby Hart's living his life right. What can I say? I don't know. Well, like you said, man, he's doing he's doing backflips all the way from here to the bank, baby. I, uh, I, I had a, there's a guy I know that I played with that was was you know. Well, it was not a great linebacker, right? But he he happened to become a free agent in a year where it, you know it was everything was there wasn't much out there, and he had two teams bidding on him, and he, the, the money is like unbelievable where he was, and he goes and his agent goes who was who was my agent goes to one of the teams, and just to try to be the signing factor, just said you know what, just throw another million on the signing bonus, and and we'll we'll go with you, thinking there's no way they'll do it. They go, okay, yeah, sounds good. It's like what? Just Man, you know, just, I'll yeah, take just, the signing bonus. Just time. I mean, timing in life, whether it's this or or anything. I mean, think of I don't know. There was no. All of a sudden, there was no other radio host in Cincinnati, yeah. and all of a sudden, right? Your you're price in, you're in goes through yeah. the roof. Right? Just throw another yeah. million dollar log on that there fire. There you go. That's right. When yeah. it comes time to redo my contract, I'm just going to say, "Give me a million dollar signing bonus, and I'll work for free." Bingo. Bingo. Makes sense. You're saving them money. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we got ABC News coming up. A big drug bust. And when we say big, big, uh, that's coming up next. But now, Robbie, what's going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health. To Milford. 
So we had that big Bengals breaking story with Bobby Hart being re-signed. Another big story out of New York City, Rock. Here from ABC News to tell us about it, our friend Aaron Katursky. And Aaron, right when you thought that maybe cocaine was kind of drifting away, sounds like it's back pretty big time. Well, it's been drifting. It's interesting you say because, you know, after being kind of the, the drug of choice in the yeah. 1980s and 90s, um, the, the opioids have taken over. And so there had been a, a dip in cocaine and not, not that it was ever gone, but it just wasn't uh, used as widely. But in recent years, the uh, federal drug agents have noticed a bit of a resurgence in cocaine. And uh, in fact, authorities to that end just made what is without question the largest cocaine bust in a quarter century. At the port of Newark, they seized 3,200 pounds worth of cocaine. The street value on that is $77 million. How would they try to ship something like that, Aaron? Do we have a... What, yeah, it was in a shipping container with uh, with a bunch of dried fruit. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and the, the you know, right behind the dried fruit was... was uh, you know, something for more than a sugar high. And the, um, the uh, authorities seized it as part of what they called a routine interdiction. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually learned that they were tipped off or well, something. I was going to say, is there a tip involved in this? Do we know? But well, we don't know you, yet. you got to figure but, something that big, man. Yeah, it, it's a lot. And, um, it, you know, it's notable that it did come through what is a legal port of entry. And then, you know, the ship arrived from uh, Buenaventura, uh, Colombia went to Newark, uh, and then the next on the itinerary was uh, Antwerp in Belgium. So we don't know whether the cocaine was meant for Europe or whether it was meant for the United States. Uh, but either way, the authorities said, well, it's now off the street. I mean, that that amount, you'd think you would, I don't know, you'd break it up in a little bit smaller, less easily found sort of things, but I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's like, a, like a, a truck tanker load, right? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's an enormous amount, and it was uh, packed in, in, I think the total was 60 different pack, you know, boxes or crates or whatever, but it was all in this one shipment. Uh, and, and so it is a lot, but, but, but not necessarily out of step with how, um, you know, these, these seizures have gone in the, in the past. This one just happened to be really, really big, and they think, um, you know, a sign of, uh, of cocaine's resurgence. And they're noticing that a lot of the cocaine is now being laced with fentanyl. And so yeah, it's nice. not kind of just thought to be the innocuous. Well, it's never been innocuous, but the, the you know the thought to have been perhaps harmless party drug. And, and, and the cops, Aaron, have, have all told me around here that uh, that the, the the drug people are always like one step ahead. Or right now is sure. you know the authorities and states and legislature are all kind of circling the wagons and battling opioids. Boom, they've already moved on to meth or now cocaine. And when, okay, now we got to go after meth. Well, then they'll go back to whatever, something else. It's, it's hard to ever get a grasp on it because they're always one step ahead. There's a, the whack-a-mole aspect to it for sure. But I think, you know, you, you, you see how drugs are still being moved, um, you know, and, and so an old-fashioned interdiction does wonders. Now, you, you know, you can't always do it for, for every shipping container that arrives in any given port, but um, so either they got a tip on this one or they got lucky. All right. With that, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Aaron Katursky, ABC News. So coming up, as it is Lent, we got a lot of people probably, you know, giving up the, the beer or the booze or whatever for for Lent, whatever your case might be. Here is a, we got a fella, local guy from Newtown. He's giving up food for Lent, but his he's, he's got an interesting replacement. He's going to replace his food with beer. 
the old-fashioned way, what the monks used to do back in the day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we might break it. We might have a little dinner with him here, Rock. What do you think? Uh, let's, let's try it. <laughs> uh, that'll be after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Sent you. Rock, I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> this guy stands for everything we we do. Del Hall is with us from 50 West Brewers. Del, welcome to the program. Yeah. Here, Mike, Matt, Matt, get his mic for you. Got it? Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, sit close to it. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the program. Now, we were talking about you earlier. If you haven't heard about uh, Del, you were, uh, you're a Newtown guy. Is that correct? No, actually, I live in Pleasant Ridge. Oh, you live in Pea Ridge. Yeah, I live in I live in Pea Ridge, okay. but our brewery is at the edge of Newtown gotcha. and okay, Marymont, which is Fifty West Brewing Company. Yes, gotcha. And you're doing something a little unique here for Lent. Well, tell us where you got this idea. Explain what you're doing and where you got the idea. So basically, I'm giving up all solid foods for 46 days. So just like the Bavarian monks did in the 1600s, um, they wanted to be like the hardest core of like all you know of the people in the church. And they said, you know, everyone gives up chocolate and, you know, sweets and things like that for Lent. They wanted to give up all solid foods. Well, being master brewers, they decided, let's let's brew a beer that's very high in calories, really high in carbohydrates, and has some sustenance to it. And we're going to sustain ourselves on that for, for 46 days. So, you, And we're on, what, day six right now? I'm on day six right okay, now. Okay, so just so like me in so, college. So, okay, yeah, so so not even Sunday. Like, you're 46 no. straight days. You got so, it. So how's it going? Is it – how hard has it been? Have you – you know, so, what have you experienced? So day three – you know, so day two and day three were pretty rough. Uh, there was a lot of hunger. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a beer guy and you know, what it's like you, you, you pop a couple beers and you're, you're drinking. And then the next thing you think is like, I really need Taco Bell right now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some chips, right, right? Right, right? Yeah. I need some <laughs> chips or something. And, and so, uh, th- that was pretty rough. Uh, but I, I, I managed to get through that, you know, no, no problems. And then, uh, the last couple of days I've actually been really good with hunger. It hasn't really hit me really? too hard. Uh, we had a big like brunch at the brewery yesterday and, uh, I was around the food, smelling the food and things like that. And it was no problems whatsoever. Interesting. It's, it's kind of like those people that like, well, and I've experienced this a little bit. I'm trying to cut like a lot of pop out of my diet. I've been, and, and I'm, I used to be one a day or let's say mm-hmm. 10 a week. And now I'm probably one a week and I don't even, I don't crave as much. It's almost probably the same thing. It's like, after you go, obviously you got to go back to food at some point, but yep. you know, for a, after a little while there, you don't, you don't really crave as much. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so I've noticed that my sense of smell is just really heightened right now. Like, I can smell so much better than I ever have before. When I'm walking, like, I live in Pleasant Ridge. I literally can smell Pleasant Ridge chili in the air. That's great. <laughs> well, I'm sure not eating in several days would have something to do with yeah, that, too. Yeah. So tell us, we were, you were telling us off the air that you've lost how much weight now? So it's day six, and I'm already, I've already, I'm already down 13 and a half pounds. Now, now, with that said, are you... Limiting yourself to a certain amount of beers or a number of beers or certain calories or just if you're hungry or whatever, you just go. If I'm hungry, I'll I'll, I'll drink it. So So, it's fine. What I've been doing so far is uh, I'm not really a breakfast person, so I don't really eat breakfast or anything like that normally. So I just get up, uh, have some, you know, black coffee, you know, 100% like no artificial sweeteners, no uh, dairy products, nothing like that. And uh, might have some sparkling water through the day. 
And then uh, in the afternoon, I might have one beer. And then at night, maybe have uh, two or three beers at home. And that's basically it. I don't think I'll ever drink more than maybe five in a day. Uh, but I don't necessarily have to drink every day. I can just do water. I think I have enough body fat on me to sustain this uh, without the beer. So five, uh, about five beers a day, tops, okay. top end five beers. I think so. so yeah. yeah, I mean, you never know. You know, uh, you know. <laughs> I've said, me. I've said, I'm only going to have five <laughs> beers before too. <laughs> it's, it's, that's that's where I doesn't matter anymore. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but because I was wondering about that, if like, like you said, you know, you don't do breakfast or anything like that. Because my my first thought was. Might not be too bad of an idea to get up first thing in the morning, crack that ice cold beer, right? Oh man, I couldn't do it. I'd be asleep. There by was noon. a day I could, but not not anymore. So, how, you think you're gonna be able to follow through with it? I, I think so. I mean, the way I feel today, I feel great. Like I, my vision is clear. Like I don't have like mental fog. Uh, I, I mean, I feel energetic. You know, the, the your body will adapt, and if it starts burning that body fat, it's the most pure form of fuel. So I, I feel really good right now. Well, and I read in, in your in the story here that I mean you're an army veteran. You've re-ran marathons. You've done some tough challenges before. Right? Absolutely. Um, it's you know I think that part of this is you know uh, is just a challenge, but it's also breaking an addiction. You know um, I'm overweight and I, I feel like I'm addicted to food. Uh, I could give up beer for 46 days, no problem. I could give up most everything in my life. But food is one of those things that you have to have it on a daily basis. Yeah. So you can't you know a heroin addict goes to rehab. You can't say, I'm going to have a little bit of heroin every day. Just go light on the Just heroin. Just go light, today. right, exactly. You can't do that. So, you know, in my world, it's like, you know, having a little bit of food every day is kind of like feeding that addiction. And I really want to use this to kind of break the addiction to food. So have you talked to your doctor about it? Has anybody got any medical uh, I have. professional so, feedback on this? I have. So the first day was Ash Wednesday. I started my day at a doctor's appointment. Uh, she did a full workup and uh, blood work and everything else, and you know, proclaimed I'm I'm fit as a fiddle. And uh, she's just she's worried about my de- uh, being dehydrated, so making sure I consume enough water. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And uh, and um, she's she's making me have a uh, multivitamin every day. But uh, but other than that, she's uh, she she actually put a number on it because I know her very well. We're we're good friends, and she said, you know, I, I'm giving you 21 days. I think you can do this for 21 days, and you're gonna you're gonna be too hungry. Oh, you get a 21. You got. I mean. I feel like you I get guess if you get point. that far, I would think you know well, exactly it's, it's, right. Twenty one is the is like the, the, what Around science says. Twenty one is where you break an addiction, right? So like yeah. you you create a habit and you break addictions at day twenty one. So I, I'm I'm comfortable in doing that. I look so talking about breaking addictions. I know like if I can break my addiction to chocolate, to marshmallows, to nuts. Like I understand this is going to be a real rocky road. But I'm gonna go down it. Oh, See, I, I feel I feel less of myself right now. I, I, I feel I did. I I'm doing no challenge like this. Nothing. I said I was gonna give up cussing for like the sixteenth year in a row. That's not gone great. Ever since I've known you, I've given up cussing for more than three minutes. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Exactly. Dell Hall from Fifty West Brew, uh, a brewery uh, with us today. I mean, how did you, Del, how'd you get into beer and? Breweries and all that. I, well, I'm considered a beer geek, and okay. that's a, a, a term of endearment in our world. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've just I've loved beer my whole life. I, I always found myself taking sips of my dad's beers and my uncle's beers, and you know, things like that. And uh, I was a normal high school kid, you know, where we had you know big parties and you drank beer, and you know, then going in the army, spent some time in Germany, and you know, really f- fell in love with uh, with European style beers, uh, British beers, and mm-hmm. Belgian beers, and German beers. So uh, back in the States, it was like, you know, I'm not going to drink any of that light beer anymore. I'm going to drink good quality craft beer. And this was early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started drinking, you know, like 
the good stuff in the late nineties and uh and never looked back. Nice. So you were telling us also off the year um leading up to this, you were pretty much just letting the your flag uh fly as Absolutely. far as eating goes. Absolutely. So I mean obviously, you know, you it's uh it's one of those things, you know, you you, you go to the gym and you you walk and you run and you you work out and you have like some semblance of a of a routine and some self of like, you know, self dignity. You wanna, you know, uh you know, lose a few LBs. I knew I was going to do this. Uh, I made that decision sometime before Thanksgiving. And I tell you what, since since Thanksgiving, it's just been no holds barred. I've just been eating everything in sight. And I can tell you that I felt like crap since Thanksgiving. I felt really bad on like a standard American diet. Dale Hall is our guest. And Dale, if you just join us, is going to live on nothing but beer and water through uh, Lent. Forty-six days. Yeah. Now, when it, when it comes to beer, Dell, I mean, give us give me like an interesting fact about beer that no one knows. Whoa, yeah. interesting fact that no yeah. one knows. Is there anything just like that you've learned during your course of dealing with beer that I don't know that you've? Uh... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, that's kind of cool. One of the things I think is, is there's a misnomer where people say, I'm not a beer drinker. So I think there's enough styles of beer. You can have everything from a really sweet, decadent stout that has – we call them pastry stouts. So they're like they, – they taste like blueberry muffins or like, mm-hmm. like a stack of pancakes. And you can go all the way to the opposite side of that and have a very sour, tart beer. Mm. So I think that a, a big misnomer is like I'm not a beer drinker. There's enough beer styles and enough variants – that there's something for everyone. Yeah. So even a give me a wine drinker, I'll show them a beer that they want to drink. Give me a bourbon beer drinker, I'll give them something a beer they want to drink. So let me ask you this: at the end of this, you said you're you were just talking about your doctor saying you maybe three uh, three weeks, twenty one days. At the end, let's say you make it all forty forty six days, right? You got it. Uh, and your <laughs> first, your first your first meal is going to be on Easter Sunday. Is yeah, well, I'll be at a beer festival. So I will be in Atlanta for a three-day music and beer festival. So uh, I will be out of town. And, uh, you know, when you acclimate back to eating after not eating for a while, you kind of go real slow into That's that. what I was going to ask you because the temptation in, would be to eat a whole ham or something. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing, though. Like, the, you know, in theory, you're going to work your way back. But I just wonder if you right. just, like, if you're at a festival, I mean, you're just going to dive into, like, pizzas and funnel no, cakes. See, I, I'm, I'm not. You say that. Well, I know, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I, I hope to have some soup, eat some vegetables, eat, you know, be really good on, on Easter <laughs> right, Sunday, yeah, not right. go after some, you know, someone's Easter basket. It's, it's funny you say, I remember when I was Milt Egner, buddy of mine, when I was little playing football, and he would always had to like lose weight to, to, you know, for weigh-ins, right? Weighing once a year. And so he'd go like, it's not healthy at all, but he'd go a couple of weeks without eating much at all. And after he'd weigh in, he made weight and he had all these like, you know, cakes and all this sort of stuff and he ate all this crap and just threw up his body had just rejected all this stuff because he hadn't eaten in so long and couldn't play in the game but whatever well that's like that's like a tradition so i mean that's why we have mardi gras which means fat tuesday the day before lent starts it's fat tuesday eat whatever you want uh you know so they have right. carnival in in latin america and carnival means no meat in spanish 
So that you know, that's the you know, know for that. Lent you give up yeah. meat. No, no. Yeah. Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dell, hang on for a second, would you? We you got to talk a little bit about uh, Fifty West and, and your beers you brought in. We're in there having a light snack as we speak. There, Rob. Care to join us? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys having dinner with me. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the appetizer portion right now. Pull up a straw. What do you got, buddy? From the UC Health Traffic Center. You... Pub. Hey, I'm Rocky. Our guest, Del Haw. He's the director of sales for 50 West Brewing. And he's going to live on beer for all of Lent. Rock? Nothing? Uh, no food? Well, beer and water. Is that correct, Del? You got it. Yeah. Beer and water, and I mean, he said in the first couple of days were were you're on doing on day six, but yeah. the first couple of days were really tough. But you've kind of settled in, and yeah, so far I, so good. And I think if uh, just in general, like fasting circles, people that fast, you know, I mean, every major religion has fasted, um, every civilization fasts for you know some right. time. Uh, they always say like that that day two, day three is like the hump to get over. See, for me, man, like I, you know me, I, I still eat a lot. I mean, right. back when I was young and playing i ate a ton that would be this would be a hard challenge for me i mean i mean i i could eat i don't have to have like the most i really don't have to have like food that like tastes that good but i usually i need a lot of it so this would be this would be tough like if i were on one of those survival shows like you know naked and afraid yeah i could deal with the bugs and like the heat and like the you know the just to being miserable but I become a cranky sob. Not not eating. Yes, well, I, you know. I, th- I, th- I think a lot of it is just we're we're creatures of habit. It's habitual. You always you're used to eating at certain times of the day. And I find myself, you know, driving around and thinking, oh, I'm, you know, internally, I think, oh, I'm hungry. I should stop and grab some food. And I go, what? I can't. I'm fasting right now. Why? Well, yeah, it's just, why? It's just yeah. a habit. It's you're just right. A habit. You're right. It is, it is a habit. Is and, is yeah. there a go to beer that you've got, Dell? That you you're kind of dwelling on that one because. 50 West makes how many different kinds of beer? So we do about 100 different beers in a, in a year. Um, so we have a pretty prolific uh, program when it comes to that. Um, not necessarily. I mean, like what I'm drinking, like I said, uh, this is – I keep saying, you know, we're, we're sharing dinner tonight, you know, quote-unquote <laughs> dinner. Uh, you guys are, you know, having a little 50 West beer with me. Uh, but uh, what I'm having right now is Chasing Sunsets, and this is our, this is our peach ale. It's brand new to the market. It's our uh, first seasonal ever at 50 West. And this is going to hit shelves this week, so it's it's out now at uh you know every Kroger store, uh, UDF, um, every place that you find uh, cans. But uh, but I'll ask you, is there one that you're really going to lean on, or is like whatever? Oh, I feel like a peach beer now. Well, and I that's part like of it. Yeah, you got to get some sort of variety, right. just, yeah. and that's exactly right. So I another thing that with me is that you know I'm I like variety, I like uh, you know different tastes and things like that. So I'm not going to really dwell on one beer, have one, you know, specific style. I, I like to drink everything, um, you know. So there's going to be uh, – there's a lot of German beers that are specifically for Lent. So, uh, you know, I'm going to maybe buy, you know, one of each of those. And I have some in my fridge now, and I'll, I'll drink those uh, kind of almost as an homage to the uh, to the mm. monks that, that did this, you know, back in the day. Uh, but other than that, it's going to be like, you know, I had a, a, a blueberry muffin beer yesterday or I had a raspberry tart beer yesterday. Uh, it's just kind of whatever I'm feeling like, whatever I think, if I if I feel a, a bit peckish, then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to reach for something that's going to quench my thirst <laughs> with a little chew to it. If you don't mind. The exactly. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have a, a girlfriend in, in your life? here? No, no I'm, I'm single. As, I was going to yeah. say I was going to that, that's that sounds like something I do. With my well now wife, I'm like I'm going to fast on nothing but beer. She goes, "You've been doing that since I know, since I met you." 
No, then right. you'd be like, well, you're going to do this challenge right. you're, with me. Exactly. You're yeah. doing it with me. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Hell no. Well, Del, thanks for coming in, man, and thanks for bringing in the uh, the beers. This uh, what's this half of that we're drinking here? This is you're, good you're actually stuff drinking a Belgian now. white, so that's uh, that's Doom Pedal, and uh, oh, that's our that's our good. that's the number one wheat beer in all of Cincinnati. Really? Yeah that that beer is it's our number one seller. Uh, it's it, every everywhere it goes, just it's a fan favorite. Uh, people people love that beer. All right, man. Well, uh, listen. Good luck with it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to follow back up with the afterward to make sure you. Stuck with it. Anytime. All right, man. Keep us posted, man. Thanks, awesome. Del. Thanks, Thanks guys. so much. Del Hall, he is living on beer and water through, uh, through Easter. Right. Hey, man. Like I said, I'm going to go home tonight and tell my wife we're on. Maybe next Lent, honey. Uh, we'd love to hear from some people, though, of like stuff that they've been able to give up in your life. Like one of the hardest things you've been able you've had to give up. Lent or whatever. 749-7000. 800 the big one. Pound to 700 on AT&T. You after the news. 700. WLW. Beer is good. It's not. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer. Dot com. Eddie Rocky talking about giving stuff up. We just had Del Hall on from 50 West Brewers. He has given up food for Lent, and he's going to live on beer and water. It's gonna be interesting to see if he can I'm go. Curious. That's that's a long time to have nothing. As solid. he's giving up food, though, man, that would be tough. Yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, I don't care how much the beer fills you up, etc. Et Even if you but... just like rice cakes or something, right. just to have some actual consistency in your stomach. Stuff you've given up: seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Hey Chuck, your first up. What do you have? I gave up Lent for Lent. And my New Year's resolution was not to make any resolutions. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go all year long. Lent for Lent. And a boy, Chuck. Nice. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. Bigman pound seven hundred on AT and T. Now you you gave up cigarettes, right? I mean, yeah. You smoked for a little bit. How now? How hard was that? That you know what? See, I wasn't a full fledged committed smoker. So you were one of those people everyone hates that just bums the cigarettes. Correct. Well, I, I, I started buying them because, yes, because once cigarettes started getting so expensive. I don't smoke, but you yeah, yeah. bumming like eight cigarettes a night. Back yeah, when cigarettes were a buck a pack or whatever, people were like, yeah, sure, man, here you go. Well, they're like now seven or eight bucks a pack. Yes. <laughs> You're like, hey, no, go buy your own. So, yeah, I started buying them. I think, you know, when I was at my heaviest smoking, I mean, there would be some days, you know, but some party central thing, you know, just smoking cigarettes because you're drinking beers or whatever. You know, maybe a few times I smoked a pack in a day. But for the most part, it was probably a half a pack, maybe. So, I mean, I mean, was it hard? Was it, eh? Well, it just kind of got to be such a pain in the ass. And anybody who smokes will know what I mean. It was such a pain in the butt because once you couldn't smoke in bars, restaurants, yeah. or and nobody wants you to smoke in their house... You know, I'm not going to stand on the cold. And right, I'm saying I couldn't even smoke in my own house. My wife, and, and rightfully so, I didn't want to smoke around her little kids. So I'm in my own house, and you can, like, get, get outside. Yeah. So I'm standing in my garage. It's three degrees, and I'm like, why am I even? It doesn't, <laughs> mean, that, it doesn't mean that much to me to smoke. So I finally just said, screw it and quit. Oh, well, good for you. Anything you've ever, uh, you're talking about letting, taking your pop intake down. Yeah, I've taken that down, but... Um... I don't know. Not, I've not really nothing, nothing really monumental. I can say that I've given up or I've had to kind of turn away from. 
seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Something you've given up. Something that really took it out of you, Mike. How about you? You're up next with Ed and Rock. What do you have? Uh, I gave up sex because my wife said so. <laughs> how's that? How's that going for you, Mike? Well, I got you know Polly Palm and his five friends. You know, what I'm <laughs> God, nice. Thanks, buddy. But yeah, I keep. It's one of those things where, and I'm sure there's a lot of people just like me who I keep saying that I'm going to give up a bunch of stuff. You know, I think I'm going to give up saying that I'm going to give stuff up because I inevitably will say, you know what? I eat too much fried stuff. Or like you're saying, I drink too much pop. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, then I just, you know, I'm okay. I'm going to have this one last diet Coke. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it's like, a, it sounds like a junkie, but yeah. See, I, I'm good at like, if I need someone to challenge me. Maybe that's what you need to do or someone needs to do. Challenge me to give up something, and, and I can do it. If, if you're calling me to the carpet, I think I, you know, I kind of get like I, I can get into the mode where I'm going to give it up. So you got to think of something. Do you honestly up. think you could do what our friend Dell's doing, though, and give up food? Like I said, I mean, that's big for 46 no, days. No, because I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not like a super health nut or anything, but but I feel like that's unhealthy. Like, you know I mean, like, that's not good for your... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. I mean, what do you do after forty six days, and you know your body's like gets not used to having food? I don't know. I just don't know how healthy that would be. Well, we were talking. Where's your, where's your protein intake? Where where's that come from? Beer doesn't have any of any. That's all carbs and any, calories, yeah. man. Right. So okay, let's say you're a big you're you're doing this this diet this all beer diet, and you you want to you want a beer drinking buddy. Now you can't have one if you have a dog. Yeah. This is in uh, Houston. A couple down there has created a new line of beer for dogs called Good Boy Dog Beer. <laughs> Does it have alcohol in it? Uh, no. And okay. you, well, you've got to get your dog all liquored up, I reckon. Isn't you that called run. O'Doul? Still there have that? They, uh, they apparently have a little craft brewery down there. They have, uh, and they've started these uh, dog beers. They have three beers. An IPA, oh, IPA in the yard, mailman malt liquor, and squirrel session. Uh, they've got another one coming out next month called Crotch Sniffin' Ale. People they, have uh, too much money, The man. dog, so be- the People dog beers come in either pork, chicken, or veggie-based and are non-alcoholic. These are first world issues we have in this country. God. Right. You Come wonder on. why some people overseas hate us? <laughs> right. They have dog beer, yes. man. Oh, hey, Chris, what's going on with you? Things you're giving up. Well, I, as far as food goes, nothing really, because I'm a literal caveman. I eat meat and bread. That's it. I don't 
eat vegetables, rice, pasta, soda, nice. candy. I, I'm, I'm literally a caveman. And if there is a vegetable involved, it's usually ketchup, lettuce, and fries. So, I mean, that's the only real f food issues. But as far as giving things up, yeah, I gave up my freedom 30 years ago when I said I do. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? So far, so good. You know how you know your marriage is going to work? This is It's a real simple test. It's been over 30 years. I have not woken up with a knife protruding from my chest, and I have not shot the crazy bitch yet. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that was in my vows, as a matter of fact. Hey, Charlie, stuff you've hey. given up. What do you have, buddy? Hey, I gave up soda pop for seven, almost eight months, and then I went to a ball game, and I couldn't foresee paying $4.25 for a water, and I was craving a pop so bad. I bought one, and then I had a couple more on my way home. <laughs> it was my Damn, all that work, Charlie, and then just one day you just relapsed. I know. I know. So, uh, and I need to give it up, but, you know, <laughs> it's just tough to pay four fifty for or four twenty five for a water when you could pay four fifty for a soda pop. I hear you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I think I've told this story. My uh, Again, my dearly mother, she, um, she was – one of those people, and we all know somebody like that, you know, those older people who started smoking when they were like 14. Mm -hmm. My mom was one of those. And she smoked probably pack and a half, two packs a day, I'd say. And, you know, we used to, me and my uh, brothers and sister would hound her. You, you need to quit, Mom. Come on, you're getting older, blah, 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 blah. So she finally did quit. And like 15 years later, I busted her smoking again. I was like, why are you, you quit smoking for 15 years, you're 70 years old, and you've decided to start smoking again? And my grandmother did the same thing. Quit, like, in the, you know, 80s, yeah. and then in, like, you know, 20, 15, 20 years, 20 years later, started smoking again. What is that? What'd she say? Basically, well, I'm YOLO? getting, I'm getting, I'm right. I'm getting old <laughs> and it doesn't really matter anymore, so screw what it. I, I just, that's what she said. She goes, I just want to be happy. I know I'm not going to be around much longer. I want to be happy while I'm here. And it's like, eh. Yeah, what the well, hell can you say? I, I, exactly. <laughs> Give me those Kents. Oh. Kents. Kents, man. <laughs> what are those candy cigarettes? Uh, I, I used to See, Kents, Kents were so horrible that I wouldn't even steal them when I was a kid. That's pretty bad. That's <laughs> pretty bad. I'd steal them for I steal other good cigarettes from my uncle. What did my grandma smoke? Uh, Misty's, like Misty's one one. Oh, those long skinny yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh right. lord. Yes. What was the 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 uh, Paul Malls where my, my neighbor lady smoked? Filterless. Yeah. 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 My grandfather used to roll his own. Now we're talking. That's a real man. Oh, right I, there. he was a real man, man. I used to love to watch him roll a cigarette. He was a pro. Oh, could he do it like the one-hander yep. guy, like someone in a cowboy movie? Yep. That was my grandpa. <laughs> loved it, man. Grandpa Carrie, I love you, man. What you got? From the UC Health Cincinnati. Eddie and Rocky, just a little while longer. we got Lance coming up at the top of the hour. Check out our blog, 700WLW.com. Next level shoplifting. You have to see the – this almost looks like a joke. That's on one of those – TV shows, you know, where they're mm -hmm. doing kind of pranky things. You got to check that out. Also, Mad Max Fury Road. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, love that That's movie. a damn really fine movie. movie. Yes. That, some scenes from that movie without the special effects, just to show you how much special effects mean and how different it makes everything look.
Okay, cool. Right? I didn't see that one. That's, that's yeah, check it out. Yeah. And also, well, there's a bunch of other stuff on there as well. But this week on Song of the Day, Rocky yelled at me last week, calling me lazy, calling me a bum, <laughs> calling me out for because I'm just looking up historical stuff, and uh, that was the uh, that was the song of the day this week. Yes, the song of the day. The theme is soul music. Okay, I like soul it. music. Nice soul mellow, music. kind of well, not all mellow, but just soul. Today's a is a classic. But I was, um, and my wife loves it uh, when I talk to my youngest son like this. We were, something was on the, I, I don't even know where the music conversation started, but I go, son, you want a deal closer? And <laughs> and my wife immediately God. is like, starts rolling her eyes. And he's like, yeah, dad, what? I go, you cannot go wrong with Al Green. I was like, you throwing a little Al Literally Green. Can't. I was like, buddy, done deal, son. <laughs> Thank me later. And Deb's like, shut up. And he just kind of, he was like, eh. I think he's going to ask, so, Mom, did right, Dad exactly. close the no. deal with you? This uh, I was like, total deal closer, man. And he just turns around and takes a couple of steps away. And in the meantime, Deb's looking at me like going, you're in. Hmm, oh. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but she's laughing. <laughs> Luke takes about three steps away and turns back around and goes, actually, Dad, for me, it's Marvin Gaye. Oh, I was like, okay. that's my See, boy. I knew you were my son. <laughs> I knew it. And you, you could hear the eyes rolling around in Deb's head like, oh, God, thanks for that. So anyways, check that out and so much more there on the uh, on the blog. Now, we're talking about that getting feisty and getting in the mood. Be, be careful what you wish for here, okay? You got that story? Which one? The, the, the billionaire guy. Oh yeah, Here, let me let me find it because this one's just too good to. Because uh... here's a here's a guy who thought he was um, doing himself a favor. Nah, baby, nah, not so much. Yeah, so he is a uh, you know super rich guy, right? Uh, billionaire diamond trader, sixty five years old, dies during penis enlargement surgery. I mean, why, why, why? Well, sixty five. I mean, I mean, come on, like got all the money like well you're not thinking that it's going to kill you yeah but did he like, go into he, shock or something or what did it does it say what it how what he died of or did he bleed uh, out it doesn't exactly <laughs> say you know maybe it would just kind of give him uh you know peace of mind some but you got to weigh the risk versus reward i mean surgeries I mean, you usually don't elect to have surgeries unless you kind of have to, but he chose to have one. And I mean, look, obviously, it's a well, women it's a have free a, thing. In, breast implants right, and all that stuff. And I'm, I don't have heard of anyone dying from it, but uh, but that's usually more, I mean, cosmetic. That's uh, totally you know, cosmetic. This, well, this, I mean, guy this is, is cosmetic too, I guess, but this is more, I don't know, man. I just, I, of all the things in the world. Well, that's one way to go. Or another way to go is that, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up. Because for a change, someone who did something really stupid copped to it. Did you hear about the woman who was taking a selfie in the Jaguar pit? Yes, stupid. At a zoo in uh, Arizona, right? in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Wildlife World Zoo. This woman, according to accounts, the woman crossed over a barrier to get a photo. And was attacked by a female jaguar. Jaguar, what are you doing? Let's go play with the big cats, honey. So the cat, duh, attacks her. Didn't kill her. 
I guess, scared the living out well, of her. Well, I think she got her arm ripped she, up. I, I saw a picture of her arm, and she did get a nice big, uh, it wasn't a chunk, but a nice big cut. But to her credit, she came back and had a press conference at the zoo and apologized for being an idiot. And she also said, please don't kill the, the jaguar, right? right Which exactly. they're not going to do. Now, see, in my opinion, this is like the best scenario that could have happened because she didn't die. That would obviously be tragic. She didn't lose her arm. So she got a little got a little cut up, but survived. Um, and again, the point is it's a lesson to those out there. Like your selfie isn't that damn important where you should get and start walling around with with. I just want to know where it started to do we have freedom in this country to be a moron. No, because you know what I'm saying. No, I mean, you're, you're, connect, you're convincing yourself that this is a good idea. Well, you're uh, you're absolutely right, but it's it's we live in the world as I've said a billion times. We live in the world of we got to one up the next guy, and if with so much out there, so many people doing so many crazy things, how do you one up your friend who has uh, I don't know like a great family and like a you know new Mercedes and is it going on to a trip to Tahiti? How do you do that? Well. Hey, I got a selfie with a live jaguar. Bam. Well, stupid. You you don't really w- look at the whole decision of that, and it's obviously very stupid. Well, I was just pleased to see that she apologized because too often this is a, a suing opportunity. Oh, you do suing, something completely I want the idiotic. Dead, I want right. all this. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, but that's my point. It's her fault. She owned up to it, and, and to your point, a, a a rarity in today's world. Nice song. <laughs> We're out. Lance is in. News Radio 700 WLW. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.